The Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. John. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. And the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. John testified concerning him. He cried out, saying, This is the one I spoke about when I said, He who comes after me has surpassed me, because he was before me. Out of his fullness we have all received grace, in place of grace already given. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but the one and only Son, who is himself God, and is in the closest relationship with the Father, has made him known. This is the word of the Lord. Shall we pray? Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you so much that we can meet in your presence this evening. And Lord, thank you that you love to speak to us through your word in the Bible. And Lord, I pray that each one of us might hear you speak into our hearts. Pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. I want you to think for a moment of somebody you really love. When are you next going to see them? For some of us, we, we live with the person we love, and we know that we'll see them because we're, we're living them. But for some of us, we're, we're not going to see the person we love for a long time, and, and maybe that really hurts. When you love someone, when you really love someone, you, you want to be with them, you want to be together, you want to share your life with them. In a couple of weeks on Christmas Day, we're going to be celebrating the birth of a baby 2,000 years ago. And maybe you're full of excitement, you love Christmas, but some of us don't. Maybe you're thinking, what's the point? What I'd like to do this evening is explore the answer that John gives us in the introduction to his gospel that Eliot just read. John said the reason that that baby was born is that God really loves you, really, really loves you. And he loves you so much that Jesus chose to leave the glories of heaven and come to earth 
to be with us. In the passage we've just heard read by Eliot, John sets the scene for his whole gospel. He introduces the characters, God and human beings. And his story is the story of God's relationship with human beings. And it's a love story. It's a romance. I love to go to the theatre and I think of it a bit like a play in four acts. In act one, John introduces the characters. John doesn't go in for pretty nativity scenes. Luke tells us in his gospel how the baby Jesus was born in a stable and how the shepherds came to visit him. Matthew tells us about the wise men who came from the east and they followed the star to exactly the place where Jesus was born in that stable. But John doesn't go in for gentle introductions. He throws us in at the deep end. He wants us to grasp right from the beginning, right from the get-go, who Jesus is, establish his credentials. And what John tells us is awesome. John tells us in the very first sentence that Jesus is God. Not only is Jesus God, but he was with God the Father from the very beginning. And he calls Jesus the Word. He writes this in verse 1, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And more than that, he says that not only is Jesus God, but he's been alive forever since before the creation of the world. And through Jesus, everything that's been created has been made. He writes, through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. And like so many stories, John isn't writing his story in a vacuum. If you went to the latest James Bond film, now I'm not a James Bond fan, but my husband is, so I dutifully go along and go to this film. But it really helps if you've seen the earlier films. And John isn't writing his gospel in a vacuum. He's writing it in the context of a whole series of writings that have been gathered together to form the Bible. And in the same way that the makers of No Time to Die are making connections back to the earlier, earlier films, John is making connections back to the very, very first chapters in the Bible. The first two chapters in the Bible tell us in Genesis that they tell us all about the creation. They tell us God created human beings. And when we think about creation, we so often get sidetracked to think about the time frame or the mechanics of creation. What the Bible's interested in is relationships. Right from the very first few chapters, we can see that God wanted to have a close and intimate relationship with human beings. That's what the story of the man and the woman in the Garden of Eden is all about. Now, whatever you think, whether you take that story literally or not, it's not the point here. The point is that it's a picture of God, God's 
friendship with humans beings, wanting to be really close to them, to be with them, to talk to them, to listen to what they've got to say, to be friends with them, to be loved by them and to love them. But we only need to look all around us and see that it went horribly wrong. We read about it in the newspapers, we see it on the TV every night, we scroll through it on our screens, on our phones, and read about those headlines. In chapter 3 of Genesis, the writer tells us that humanity, men and women, chose to turn their backs on God. We chose to live our lives independently of him. We broke that relationship with God. And that breaking of our relationship with God had a knock-on effect. And we see the fallout in the broken relationships amongst our friends, in our families. We see the, the brokenness in our own hearts. And we see it on a national and an international scale. And the whole of the rest of the Bible is about God seeking to bring us back to him. So that's Act 1. We could call Act 2 the rescue mission. In all the best stories, the hero comes to rescue their beloved. And that's what happens in this story. The hero comes to rescue the beloved. The lover comes to rescue the beloved. And that's the reason Jesus chose to left, leave his glory in heaven and come to earth and be born as a human baby. And the tragedy is that John tells us that human beings didn't even understand who he was. John writes, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not understood it. Jesus came to shine his light into our lives and we just didn't get it. We didn't even recognize who he was. John says he was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Then, in Act 3, the story becomes an interactive drama. We have a part to play. We've got a choice to make. We can choose, if we want to, to live our lives without Jesus. We can choose not to recognize who Jesus is, or even if we do recognize who Jesus is, even if we can see that he is God, we can choose to live our lives independently of him. That's a choice Jesus gives us. This is a story of true love. True love, in true love, the lover does not force his love on the beloved. Or we can choose to move in to Act 3. And this is the exciting bit. This is the bit where we can choose to move to the center of the action. John says, if we choose to believe in Jesus, if we receive Jesus into our lives, then we can become part of God's family. The lover is joined with his beloved forever. John puts it like this. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, 
nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The desire of Jesus' heart is for us to be part of God's family, to be close to him, to know him and be known by him. That's why he came and was born as a baby. It was the beginning of that rescue mission. Later on, he was going to die on the cross so that we could be reconciled to God. But that's, that's later in the story. John says in 1.14, the words became flesh and made his dwelling amongst us. Jesus took on human flesh so he could be with us. And God's desire has always been to be close to his people. We saw in Genesis how God chose to walk in the garden, share his life with the first Adam and Eve. It's a picture of God's desire to be so close to us. But when Adam and Eve chose to turn their backs on God, it put this barrier of sin up between us and God, sin and selfishness between us and God. And then God reaches out right through the Bible to restore that relationship. That's why he calls the people of Israel. And he tells them to, first of all, construct a tabernacle and later a temple. So he could be present in the middle of his people. He could, they could come to be with him in his presence and could worship him. Jesus comes, takes on human flesh so he can be with us. And when we see Jesus, when we look at Jesus, we can see just what God is like. We can see his glory. We can see his character. We can see his beauty. Jesus died on the cross to restore our relationship with God. After his resurrection, he ascended to heaven and he sent the Holy Spirit so that the Holy Spirit could come and live in everybody who puts their faith in Jesus. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of Jesus. He comes. Jesus comes to make his home in us. He chooses to get that close to us. So the question for each one of us here this evening is, where am I in the story? Where am I in the story? Maybe you're in Act 3. You've accepted Jesus' invitation to be part of God's family. And, and actually you're filled with joy that you can celebrate his birth this Christmas. And you're looking forward to Act 4, an eternity spent with Jesus. But maybe now you're sensing God calling you to get closer to him. Maybe you long to know more of Jesus' presence in your life, to be filled afresh with the Holy Spirit. Or maybe you sense a fresh calling from Jesus, a fresh calling to take his light out of the church and share in Jesus' story in taking the light out into our community. There is so much brokenness in our world. And if that's you, I'd encourage you, don't go away without praying with somebody this evening. 
But maybe you recognize you're in act two. You're living your life independently of Jesus, and that's not where you want to be. You long to know God's love and presence in your life. And if that's you, I'd encourage you this Christmas to take some time and find out more about Jesus' story. Maybe you'd like to read one of the Gospels. Or maybe you'd prefer to discuss it with somebody. We we, um, run an Alpha course and we're going to start them again in the, in the new year. And it's a great place to go. You hear a talk or watch video about some aspect of the Christian faith. And then you can discuss it with other people in a small group. If you're a student, there's, it's going to start in January on Monday evenings. And if everybody else, it's um, going to be on Wednesday evenings starting in February. But maybe you don't want to wait that long. You've had enough of living your life without Jesus. And if that's you, I'd just like to say a prayer which you can join in with in your heart, asking Jesus to come into your life. Now, if you are here and you're a Christian, then I'd suggest that you use this prayer to ask Jesus to come to you afresh this evening. Let's pray. Let's close our eyes and let's pray. I'll just say a short prayer. Lord Jesus, I'm sorry for the way I've lived my life independently of you. I'm sorry for the things I've done wrong in my life. Please forgive me. I now turn from everything I know is wrong. Thank you that you died on the cross so that I could be forgiven. Thank you that you offer me forgiveness and the gift of your Holy Spirit. I now receive that gift. Please come into my life by your Holy Spirit to be with me forever. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. If you've prayed that prayer tonight, then be assured that that God's heard you and it's a prayer that God loves to hear. And if you've prayed it for the first time, then do speak to somebody this evening. You can speak to me, you can speak to James, you could speak to Simon, our vicar, or you could speak to Jack, And don't think Louise Louise is here if you're a student. I'd like to end by just reading these verses from that gospel. Jesus was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God.